Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. We have a powerful episode today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. And now, across this powerful oaken desk, actually in the barn, is Mike Rez. What's up, Dags? What's going on, man? We are excited. We're actually face-to-face. Yeah, first time since the first time I was on. Yes, powerful plexiglass in between us. Yep, that's uh, what's nice about the barn, the vast openness, just yeah. like my brain. Yeah, there's no plexiglass. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck the viruses. We're here to rock and roll. Nice mask. What's going on? <laughs> Thank you. Do you enjoy the mask? I do, I do. Batman, it's my mask. <laughs> Not much is going on. Quite the uh, interesting drive over here. Less traffic. People are still hunkering down, but not Amish baby machine. No. We're in the same room together. Powerful. The same barn. Yep. Ready to rock and roll. That's right. Lock and load. Locked and loaded. Yes, we are loaded. Speaking of beverages, I bought you a powerful beverage. You did. Tell the fans of Flock of Amish what you're drinking right now. Uh, I have in my hands a full throttle, full throttle, excuse me, too much already, blue agave. And you said this was a, uh, what was it, Blue Demon before? Yeah, it was originally called Blue Demon, but it was offensive to the blue Satanists, I think, so they had to change it right, to full throttle. Yeah, it's a hardworking, easy drinking. Yes, that's kind of our motto, isn't it? I think so. Hard potting, easy lover, Phil Collins, <laughs> Phil Bailey, powerful song. That's right. It says they love scars, white knuckles, and no regrets. <laughs> it's a that's next t-shirt for yes. baby machine today we have we do have a powerful episode today we have a beer review song of the day we got a powerful movie we both enjoyed we have a uh, big news coming out of the podcast world that we're going to talk about as well let's jump right into it what is the powerful news in the podcasting world this is joe rogan has inked a deal with a spotify and uh, it's worth a hundred million dollars. Whoa! Tell us, tell Nine us the details. Figures. All right. So the details are that starting September first, the Joe Rogan Experience will be moving to Spotify exclusively. So that'll be the only place it'll be available, and uh, that means no more YouTube. But Spotify is going to be launching their video platform for their. Well, I think they're coining it as a vodcast instead of a video podcast. And so Spotify will be getting into that now as well. So you'll still be able to watch it if that's your choice, uh, or you can just listen to it, but it will only be on Spotify starting September 1st, like I said. So which dwarfs Stitcher's two-year deal 
which was the big one at the time for my favorite murder. That was worth $10 million. So there, Spotify is putting a lot of money behind Joe Rogan. Now, did you hear anything? Was there any buzz about this word on the street? I didn't hear anything. And you mentioned it to me yesterday, and I hadn't heard anything until that. And then when I started looking it up, it looked like it was just starting to blow up everywhere. Now, I know I, I watched the, the video broadcast on YouTube, mm -hmm. and he was kind of hinting at that he wasn't happy with YouTube. Because on YouTube, what happens is if you show someone else's work, yep, they flag you. They do. Which I don't understand. I mean, it's supposed to be fair use. If you're talking about something, if you're critiquing it, it's fair use. It's not, it's not like you're playing it. It's not like you're pirating it. No. And it's, if it's obvious you're not making money on it, then it should be fair use. But yeah, YouTube does that. Facebook is notorious for flagging things and muting things. I even posted a video once using YouTube's royalty-free, copyright-free music, and Facebook ta uh, tagged it and took it down, which didn't make any sense because there was no copyright to be paid or nothing to be talked about there. You should just be able to use it. The, the person that composed it said, just use it. And Facebook took it down. So exactly. I, could, I could see his frustration. With exactly. Yeah. Because I did a powerful Call of Duty video <laughs> and I went into a, a, an app and they have music that you can use. Right. I used that music, made the powerful Call of Duty video, put it on YouTube and I got flagged. Right. Yeah. And uh, there was a video I posted with, uh, at the time, Jasper Mitchell's music and got flagged by YouTube and they were threatening to take it down. Luckily he went in and did his back channel work and was able to tell everybody to chill out and let it go. And they did. So, uh, I can understand why Joe Rogan's a little pissed at YouTube for doing stuff like that. And he's huge. I mean, he's been doing it since 2009. He's a pioneer godfather. Right. It'll be interesting to see how much money he actually makes. Uh, when it's all said and done, because I read a story last year, he was making personally himself seventy-five grand a month off of his podcast, video, and everything. Whoa! Yeah, so we'll see how much of this hundred million he actually gets, because that's a hundred million for everything. He gets to keep all of his employees that help him uh, produce everything. So it's not just him doing the podcast. He's got marketers behind him and audio people and producers and people that help him out behind the scenes as well. I'm not sure how big his vast network is of people, but it's a pretty big deal. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. You know, Spotify probably could have gotten us for six figures. Well, that's it. That's the thing with the Amish baby machine, the most powerful podcast ever created. We are a powerful indie podcast, but we are willing to sell out. <laughs> Damn right. For the right price. I don't think Disney's going to buy us, though. No, I don't think they will. Pixar, maybe, but not yeah, Disney. Too many Pinocchio jokes. <laughs> Powerful episode today. God, I'm excited. It's great to see you. You're actually in the flesh. You're yeah. here. It's not a bad audio connection where, where we try to, like, three different apps to try to figure it out, and none of them actually work. Well, that's the thing, too. <laughs> the one time you were outside <laughs> in the jungle and we had to <laughs> deal with the... Uh, there was two times I was outside. I was once outside at the state fair, and then a couple of weeks ago I was in the backyard. Yeah, isn't that weird? You're in the state fair. <laughs> yeah, I know. One of the cops like, who, who's this fucker just yeah, walking around? The guy who drove by three times. 
It's like, what are you doing under there? <laughs> Do you and have special like, needs? Un- underwear. <laughs> 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 Who hangs out in an abandoned state fairgrounds anyway? I do. So, Joe Rogan, YouTube is huge. Yeah. So I'm wondering, are are people going to follow him? I mean, I know he's got a cult like following. Right. He, they will. I I guarantee you they will. Especially if Spotify makes finding the videos easy. So he said no. He's not going to charge anyone. So that's going to nope. be free. Yeah, it'll still be free. And then how much is YouTube going to lose? I mean, I know they're oh, a monster, but millions. They're going to lose so much ad revenue. It's going to be crazy. Now, the the thing that it reminds me of is when Howard Stern went to Sirius Radio. Right, yeah. Yeah, that uh, that was... In, he had a deal, though, worth Sirius, I believe, there. He was actually profit-sharing across the board, though, with Sirius. So the better Sirius did, the better he did. I think there was, like, some kind of stock option part of his deal or something. I don't know. So I don't know. Who knows what's going on with rogan and spotify but it just also goes to show you if spotify is willing to pay him a hundred million they can pay some of these artists a little bit better than they do oh, for whoa. their streams so they're not paying well on the artist streams no 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 well, uh, let's not insult them too much because we want right right we up. want them to be <laughs> a future employer so uh they do uh on the uh podcast side of things they do um pay out a little bit better as far as advertising uh rates go so but yeah, uh, Spotify, you can have us for six figures. Now, do you think this is good news for the podcasting world? I think it depends on how you feel about podcasting. Because obviously Joe Rogan's not independent. Um, he, with that kind of money, there's no way you can be considered independent. I don't think. You can start out that way and become big like that. But uh, I don't know. I think it's good for everybody. For for podcasters anyway, gives me a little hope for the future. I wonder what the next power moves are going to be. It's it's going to be really interesting to see what's going on. Yeah, well, what other big names are out there? Amish Baby Machine, Pop Amish Culture Baby Podcast. Machine, Joe Rogan. That's about it. Yeah, I can't think of any other big no. names. Nope. No. No. But <laughs> I it's it's going to be weird. It's going to be huge to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Because yeah. this is a big big deal. And uh, just being on Spotify is huge because most podcasts, they try to be on every platform they can to get the most listenership. Right. I think with Joe Rogan's name and following, just having him on Spotify, though, is huge for Spotify because now they're going to gain that many more listeners that they didn't have. And then viewers now that were on YouTube, they're going to be on Spotify. But yeah, like you said, we try to do, you and I, with this podcast and with my podcast, the whole goal is more platforms, the better, because then you're exposed to that many more listeners. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure Spotify has a plan. $100 million, though. It's huge. It is huge. But it's, you're right. It's kind of like the sports teams, the sports teams that can afford to play their payers that big money. Right. How much money are they making if they can afford to pay the players that much? Exactly. Yeah, so we'll see. Their stock prices went up, too, uh, quite a bit uh, yesterday, or Tuesday, I should say. They went up, uh, I think, what is it, 8, 8.4%, which is huge, a huge move in a day for stocks. So they were up to 176.95 is what they opened at on Thursday morning, Thursday, May 20th. Whoa. 
Yeah, Joe Rogan's a smart dude, so. Yeah. And he had all that money. He didn't, it's not like he had to go with Spotify. No. So that must have. Yeah. That's, there must be some kind of stock deal involved or something. I don't know. It's huge, though. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next. Who goes where. These, you know, the platforms that actually host the pod hosting services. Yeah. Now, we were talking before we started recording, so I started uploading my show years ago to Anchor.fm, which is a platform that puts you on everything. Spotify was one of them. Spotify bought Anchor last year, um, and their analytics have actually gotten a lot better on the Anchor side of things because Spotify has taken over their analytics. So they did say they were going to be putting more money into podcasting. So. Here you go. Here's a start. What year did your podcast start? A different version of it started four years ago. So it wasn't the same format, uh, and it was under a different name. So, um, But uh, just changed the name, was it last year? And changed it up to local indie music. So, What, what was it originally? What did you- uh, it was called the Saturday Morning Sleep-In, and it was just during the summer months while my original radio show slash podcast was on hiatus because it was high school sports. So I didn't want to give up my time slot at the radio station. So it was just uh, music um, and then just some talk involved. Wasn't, wasn't anything special or big. So, but uh, we changed the name up to the 945 show, put it on a different day, started it at 945 AM, hence the name, the 945 show. And then uh, changed it to local independent music. Powerful. Mm-hmm. The Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, we started in 2013. Jeez. Yes. You're we've old. Been, we've been doing it a while. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had, uh, then we changed platforms and we had a powerful implosion, explosion. So we had a new beginning, kind of like uh, Little House on the Prairie when they blew up the town. Oh, yeah. Different Nellies. So we literally have hundreds of episodes, but now... It's like 94, but it really isn't. <laughs> so depending where you listen, you could probably find those old episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's weird. You yeah. Imagine you'd be throwing people off if they, like, found one of those old episodes on some of those old platforms, but just didn't shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> and one Powerful. of them is uh, episode 130, and then you get to episode 83. Yes. And it sounds a lot different. Yes, powerful show today. We're excited. We got all that good stuff coming up. Beer review, music of the day, movie review. And I want to thank everyone that listens to this powerful show. I really appreciate it. We appreciate it. Me and Big Mike Rez over there across the powerful Oaken desk. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine. Check us out on Instagram. Like our Facebook page. We're also on YouTube. Powerful audio on YouTube. And if you want to help support us, please go to AmishBabyMachine.com. Check out our merch, powerful hoodies, T-shirts, mugs, stickers, masks. Masks? Yes. How are your mask sales? Powerfully incredible. Yeah. Powerful. Have you sold any of the single layer ones? I don't know. I don't even think they're available. Those are the, the smaller ones? The ones that look like a thong. Whoa. Yeah. Powerful. That was the first thing I thought anyway when I saw them. Yeah, so check it out. Check out our merch, AmishBabyMachine.com. And another great way to help support this podcast is Patreon, patreon.com. Please become a patron. 
And wherever you listen to this podcast, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Podbean, make sure you leave a review. Five star is the highest review. If you leave a five star review, that will unlock the secrets to Mike Rez's haircut. (laughs) Now, Mike Rez, let's get into song of the day. Okay, let's do it. This is a uh, song that you chose uh, that uh, we decided we would look. We actually were going to try to do two last week, but that didn't work out because we decided that wouldn't work out. So this week's song of the day is Time Won't Let Me by The Outsiders. Very, very powerful song. 1966. That is correct. January of 1966. Now, Time Won't Let Me is a garage rock song that was recorded by The Outsiders, as we said. The Outsiders are from Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, they actually recorded the song in 1965, but it wasn't released and became a major hit until 1966, reaching number five on the Billboard Hot 100 on the week of April 16th, 1966. Why did you choose this song? What was it? What what made you decide that this was worthy of a song of the day? I went on a a journey on YouTube. You know how you listen to one song and they recommend others? Yes. I went down uh, Alice in Wonderland's rabbit hole and stumbled upon it. I've always liked this song, but it just it just showed up again. Right. And I love that period of music. The mid-60s. Right after the British invasion. Yes, exactly. I love British invasion. I love I love, love how that influenced American rock. Right. That kind of woke America rock and roll up, didn't it? So uh, Tom King, the guitarist, was the one who composed the song. Um, but uh, I believe it, it was uh, The Outsiders, a one-hit wonder, right? Just with that song, I believe. I think they had some other songs they released, but nothing came close to Time Won't Let Me. No, but it's a powerful song, and it was re-recorded by the Smithereens for the powerful Jean-Claude Van Damme Time Cop movie. Time Cop. Yes. Wow, we should review Time Cop. We should. We'll do it. I think we should. So if you uh, go on YouTube, you can find the Smithereens video featuring Jean-Claude Van Damme, and they did a powerful cover of it. It's just a great, solid rock and roll garage band. Powerful song. Yeah, no, uh, Eddie Eddie and the Hot Rods also covered it. Iggy Pop covered it. Whoa. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it looks like there was a couple other covers as well. So it's been covered quite a few times. Awesome. It's an upbeat, magical song, and I love it. Check it out, The Outsiders. Time won't let me. And watch the video on YouTube. Powerful black and white. It is. Yeah. It just, it sends you back in time, just like Time Cop. Right. It's powerful. Yep. Oh, this is the first time that uh, a song that we've uh, reviewed for Song of the Day reached the, f- the same as Canada. Number five in Canada. As well. Oh, Canada. Yep. The Great White North. <laughs> How's it going, eh? Uh, love Canada. I would like Here. to take time to say hello to our Canadian flock. Yeah, I love Canadians because they're basically just people from Minnesota. Eh? Yeah. What's that about? They have the powerful Minnesota accent, Canadian accent. Yep. Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think anytime uh, we reference Canada, you have to do your your Ryan Reynolds. Or Second City. I love Second City. (laughs) SCTV. SCTV was fun. Oh, my God. What a great show. So let's bring it back down to Minnesota from Canada, and let's do our powerful beer review. All the way down to Maple Grove, Minnesota? Yes. Awesome. Well, what did you have? I had, I'm holding the can here in front of my powerful face, Omni Brewing Company's Melt. It's their smoothie sour series full of passion fruit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to say that one more time. Passion fruit (laughs) and raspberry. He knows who he is when you say passion fruit. Now tell us, tell us about, you know, the powerful notes in front of you, Omni Brewing Company. All right. Well, first I want to just make one reference to the can. Is that Synthwave? I'm going to say no. What do you think? It's pretty close, but I'm I'm going to say no. It's too pastel-y, I think. Yeah. It's more, colors more need to be Easter. a little more vibrant. Yes, Easter. Yeah. I'll give you Easter. Okay. So uh, your Omni Melt from Omni Brewing Company is a, uh, a sour from 2019. It's their first smoothie sour. So that's the first time they ever went into the smoothie sour area. I'm assuming that just means it tastes more like a soda or more like a smoothie flavor than a beer. I don't know what that means. I mean, do they use like fruit instead of throwing it in on the end? It says right here. Okay. I'm going to go off their powerful description. Okay. We throw a lot into the melting pot while brewing the smoothie sours in our melt series. A couple of drums of fruit, loads of vanilla beans, milk, sugar, that there is a powerful method to their madness and it's all in the name of maximum flavor. All right, well, I'll read you what I, what I actually have here on brewer, from brewerydb.com. Um, it says, on top of adding 675 pounds of raspberry and passion fruit. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. They also conditioned it on several pounds of Madagascar, Tahitian, and Papua New Guinea vanilla beans for nearly a week. Wow, that's some exotic vanilla beans. Right. And they added just a touch of marshmallow. Just a pinch of marshmallow. Whoa. Yeah. But uh, your your alcohol by volume, 6.3. So that's higher than your 4.8 from last week. It was. Yeah. Did it feel like 6.3? You can definitely taste the alcohol in it. Okay. And then your IBU was 15. Your bitterness units were 15. So uh, last week's was 5, I believe. Correct. So you five. were 10 units. Whoa. That's a lot of units. Yeah. It's uh, probably 10 big units. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. That is what you had. It's 190 calories per 12-ounce serving. How many? That can is bigger than 12 ounces. It looks like a pint. So, I'd go with a pint. So over 200 calories in a beer. 16 ounces. Wow. I'm looking at the official can. By the way, in the artwork, I don't like the artwork. I feel it could be more powerful. It's too non-threatening to me. I don't like it. Yeah, you're definitely going to get beat up if you have that can yes. in a biker bar. Yes. But it it was delicious. It really was a good fruity drink. Yeah. Good summer beer. And I smelled your can. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Summer beers make me feel fine. Yeah. Was not happy at all. I enjoyed it. I am giving it. You know, it was different from last week's uh, prize brewing. That one is a little more sour, I would say. 
Okay. But this was good. It was, it's really hard to compare the two. I'd have to have them side by side. I'm also going with four, maybe 4.5. Really good. 4.5. Out of five, whatever we call it. Yeah, I well, decided I was, what I'm I was going to say, I, I was doing pints and you said last week you were going to come up with something I know, different. I know. And you haven't yet. No. So just 4.5. Yes. Out of five. Yes. Mythical yes. objects. Powerful. All right. Maybe we just call your beer reviews mythical objects. Yes. We could call them passion fruits. Four, <laughs> four point five out of five passion fruits. I like it. We're doing it. Yes. All right. So check it out. Omni Brewing out of the great state of Minnesota. They're a smoothie sour series. If you can find it somewhere in the universe. I enjoyed it. Right. And we should remind the flock, you're not a beer drinker. So these beer reviews are actual authentic beer reviews from somebody who doesn't drink beer. Yes. Even though I drank beer to drink beer. Right. Yes. And in last week's powerful episode, I kept saying, well, I'm not a beer drinker. I'm not a beer drinker. Like <laughs> 10,000 fucking times. But no, it was good. It was good. And I enjoyed it. You have one more beer review next week. I do. Yeah. I think I might keep it going, but I think it's time for you to do a review because I've been hogging the reviews. That's okay. You're drinking these sours, so you're taking one for the team on that one. I enjoy them. They're powerful. They're like energy drinks. Right. Well, they're, yeah. They're like the blue agave. Blue agave. Not the blue demon. No. That's too threatening. Right. Well, thanks for your beer review. Thank you for enjoying it. You're welcome. It was good. It was good. Now let's get into a powerful movies. We got powerful movies today. I went back to, was it 2000? 2000 for this one, yeah. It's just one movie, though, this week. We didn't do movies. We just did one movie. One powerful movie. Yep. An unrated version. Yeah. The thing with unrated is, you know, back in our day, we didn't have, we didn't have porn movies and porn hub. You know how we got our porn? We, we watched horror movies, but we got the unrated version. Right. And then you just hit pause. Yes. So. That split second. Yes. Powerful. Powerful. All right. So we did uh, Road Trip, the 2000 American road sex comedy film uh, that was directed by Todd Phillips. And we will get into a little bit more of what Todd Phillips has directed recently because uh, he's evolved in his taste of movies that he's directed. But uh, this movie stars Brecken Meyer, Sean William Scott. Powerful. Sean William Scott. From the great state of Minnesota. Right. Cottage Grove. Powerful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cottage Grove. A graduate of Park. Powerful research. Yes. And then Paulo Costanzo is also in this. And this is the second week in a row we did a DJ Qualls movie. Yes. And he was the inspiration yes. for us reviewing this movie. You know, I, I said on Twitter, at Amish B Machine, make sure you follow us. Powerful name. If I was a nerdcore rapper... And you rapped about meteorology would be DJ Squalls. DJ Squalls. Powerful. Yeah. And uh, Tom Green has a role in this as well. What are your thoughts of Tom Tom Green? Green. Do you really like him? Let me tell you. Okay. Tom Green, he's a pioneer. I mean, he was shooting video out of his house before anyone else was doing it. Right. He's a pioneer. There's a great interview where he gets attacked by the guy in the street. I don't know if you ever saw that before. <laughs> I think I have. Yeah, I like, Where you you what are you doing? What are you doing? And you just attacked him. Right. <laughs> but Tom Green, get into the rest of it. But Tom Green, this was probably his finest role. Yeah, this was, uh, you're right. I think it was. 
is finest role. He's the narrator slash weird ass college pal. I mean, yes, who's obsessed with a a snake eating a mouse throughout most of the movie. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, but for those of you in the flock that don't know, uh, the whole plot is uh, four four buddies uh, go on a road trip from Ithaca University or the University of Ithaca, which doesn't exist um, in real life, but uh, it's a cross between Ithaca College and Cornell University in New York. So they go on a, on a road trip to try to stop a, a videotape being uh, sent to uh, Brecken Meyer's girlfriend at the time who's going to Austin, a college in Austin, but Texas University, I believe. That's where she's attending. Because it's a video of him having sex with another woman. Uh, that uh, he didn't mean to send her, but was accidentally sent. And chaos ensues on this road trip. They steal a bus. A car blows up. There's a, uh, was it Horatio Sands? Oh, my God. What a great role. Yeah. Rubbing French toast in his crotch. And Andy his butt. Dick. Andy Dick. Everyone in this movie was awesome. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 just the little roles of each person. Like Andy Dick ran the motel. Yeah. This is one of Andy Dick's finest roles, too. Yeah. And this was before Horatio Sands was on Saturday Night Live. Was it? I believe it was. So I don't uh, know. Because I don't remember, when I saw him, I didn't remember that he was in the movie. Look it up. All Look right. it up right now. Horatio Sands. Because Horatio Sands was in when uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon, that era. Right. So look it up, SNL. It was one of Horatio Sands' finest roles, though. They were in like a roadside diner, and DJ uh, <laughs> DJ calls orders French toast. <laughs> oh, you're right. September '98. Great That's when he was on SNL. Great scene though. Yeah, rubbing the uh, what is he first? Yeah, he licks. Well, off. we don't want to tell. You got to see it if uh, you haven't already seen it. I know. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Right. Rewatch it if you haven't. Yeah, but it's a great scene, and Andy Dick is great in there too. Yeah, he plays a goofy yes. motel runner or yes. front desk guy. And uh, DJ uh, Qual's dad is incredible. Fred uh, Ward. Yeah, Fred Ward. I mean, he, he's great in this. Yeah. Powerful uh, performances across the board. Right. I think uh, Fred Ward did play a good role in this as the father of DJ Qualls, but his best role was in Tremors. Tremors. Yeah. Or Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Ooh, that's an old one, too. It is. Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of things in this road trip I didn't remember. And I thought I remembered most of it. What what didn't you remember? Well, without giving it away, but for yeah. giving it away. When they had, just before the car exploded. What caused the car to explode? Okay. I didn't remember that part. Yeah. Um, I didn't remember that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paulo Costanzo's character was a big pothead. But oh, he was yeah. really into physics. Huge. Yeah, so he had a, he actually, played, you know, his character was a supporting character, but it was a good supporting character, so he, he kind of had some comedy relief in there, um, which was fine. Sean William Scott, his character's off the wall. He's brilliant. I yeah. love Steve Stifler. I love him. And it's funny because um, Ken Osmond, uh, Eddie Haskell just died recently. Right. And he, I don't know if you remember um, Eddie Haskell, but he's totally, that's what his character is. Just a smart ass. 
Right. And then he flips it when he has to, like when he sees Mrs. Cleaver. Hello, yeah. Mrs. Cleaver. <laughs> right, exactly. Hello, Eddie. <laughs> Your dress is very lovely today. And then he, then he, as soon as he sees, she leaves and he sees Beaver, he starts fucking going off at him. Yeah. Every time somebody says Stifler, I always think it's Stifler's mom. Oh, my God. Another incredible show. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it's, uh, it's a, I don't know, would you call it a buddy film? It's kind of an ensemble cast. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's a road trip. Yep. You know, it's a buddy movie. It's a college movie. Yeah. It's, it's got all the, you know, the stereotypes, tropes. We always say that, but it's, it's, it's fucking funny, man. It actually is a lot funnier than I remember too. Um, Cause I actually went into it thinking, okay, I'm going to watch it. And I remember thinking it was funny at the time when I saw it, but I thought, you know, maybe my maturity level would be like, okay, I've outgrown this kind of humor. I haven't. My maturity <laughs> level still the same as I mean, it was. He, he jacks the school bus. I mean, <laughs> right? everything about it. Oh, and yeah, I mean the 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 scene with the the RA or whatever in the dorm and the, the fight yeah. and the the dog. <laughs> yeah, the dog. And I like. Uh, well, the when he gets the school bus, the scene with that dog. Oh my god! I yeah. mean, just that. Exactly. There's multiple dogs in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if, if you're also like me too, you, you drives you crazy. The timeline that, that, you know, they keep showing you the time in the day and then it doesn't match up with what's going on in the oh, next scene. It's see, like, that's that stuff drives me. me nuts. That's the beauty of me. I'm not smart enough to even pick up on that. <laughs> I just, Oh my God, that's a great movie though. Yeah. So it was a good, uh, I like that, uh, that movie now that, you know, as we, as I watched it again, thinking I wasn't going to enjoy it as much as I did. And then I did. So that was pretty. Pretty yeah, they sweet. went over to Grandma's house and right. Yeah, Barry Manilow. A, yeah, Barry Manilow, <laughs> the grandpa. Yeah, he, he with goes, the well, What do you want me to just cut the thing off? <laughs> Knocks over a statue. Yeah, the dog. I mean, everything about it. Uh, the I prostate think, milking. Oh my! Oh yes. <laughs> the, the hot nurse in there. I mean, everything about it. Right. What a great movie. Yeah. So the uh, the director Todd Phillips. Uh, most recently has directed uh, A Star is Born and Joker. So he's got those two to his credit. Um, oh, I'm sorry. He didn't re- uh, direct Star is Born. He's a producer on that one. Uh, but he did War Dogs, uh, all of the Hangover movies. Um, he was a writer for Borat on that one, School for Scoundrels, um, Starsky and Hutch. Well, he did Old School right after Road Trip. Yes. Which was another I mean, great one. Yes. So he was all, he was the guy in that movie who was there for the gangbang. Oh my god, what a great! All those movies are great, isn't it? Weird how he goes from those powerful comedies to the Joker. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I was like going down the list. It was like, okay, Road Trip, Old School, Starsky and Hutch, and then you get down there and you're like, Joker, holy crap! Starsky and Hutch, do it, <laughs> do it, do it. So I, yeah, he's uh, like I said, he he's he's matured as a director. Maybe not as much as a writer because he's still writing some of these, like the road trip and the hangovers and stuff like that. So, no, but I I love road trip. I love hangover is incredible. Yep. So if you dig that kind of comedy, you're gonna love. And I watched the unrated version, which is basically just boobies. That was the only difference. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a lot in the. I wonder if uh, mine just didn't say unrated. Because there was a lot of boobs in mine. Was there? Was there the Tom Green scene? With the two ladies on the bed? Yep. Yeah. You probably watch the unrated yeah. version. Yeah. And then he's talking about the the bathroom. Yes. Know, and you're like, 
women don't walk around like that. Yes, this is you, my you, story. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I, I liked it. It was so cool. They had the snake. They had, they had all the side stories. Right. They had the 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 mouse, the the point of view of the mouse. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah. what a great show. <laughs> He's talking into the box. Yes. <laughs> One of you is going to die today. Unleash the fury. <laughs> Mitch. Uh, unleash Mitch. the fury. <laughs> name a snake Mitch. Yeah, And it's great. He's telling a story. Yep. I mean... And then at the end, I love at the end when they show what happened to everyone. Yeah. Each character. I mean. I like that in any movie that does Yes. That. We talked about that before. Yeah. Kind of like the where are they now? Yes. Yeah, Stripes did it. And you know, it had that Stripes vibe yep. at the end of the movie. Yeah. So they all, they all got to do their own thing. Um, so as far as the, like the timeline stuff that bothered me within the movie. Uh, in one of the first scenes, they talk about midterms, and then they talk about the semester ending in a week. Think, well, that's not a midterm, then. That's a final. <laughs> <laughs> so Todd Phillips has no idea what a midterm and a final yes. is. <laughs> oh, and uh, so what, do you, what did you think of the the professor and the assistant? Oh, yeah, those two characters. Well, the professor we could have done without. Well, yeah, I mean. I mean, there wasn't was... really much there other than just to have a professor. Like with the TA, his character was a little important. <laughs> what an ass, though. <laughs> he was awesome. It, did, it didn't work out well for him either. No, no, no. <laughs> I thought that ending was funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I forgot that about the ending parts where they tell you where they now. So, and then when I saw his part, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, Fox's going to have to watch it to figure out. How do you think Amy about. Smart did? I think Amy Smart did fine. Yeah. So I like Amy Smart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was a great show. Yeah. Highly recommended. Hilarious. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Breck and Meyer and her did another film afterwards as well. But uh, did you know there was a sequel? Yeah, it was one of those straight-to-video things. Yeah. So the it was called Road Trip Beer Pong, and only two characters... From the original movie, were in it. That was DJ Qualls, and and then Rhonda Griffiths. And who is Rhonda Griffiths? Well, that was the mom that made out with Tom Green during the tour. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't get why she was in it, but apparently her character was so important from the first. Powerful, one. yeah. So, well, it's kind of like Police Academy when I actually walked out on that. It was like Police Academy '69 or whatever. <laughs> Just there were so many of them, and no one was left. Right, the original people. Yeah, I don't know. Steve Gutenberg. So didn't Gutenberg leave after four? I think he did up to four, didn't he? Did he do that many? Wow, I think so. That should be one we should do. Yeah, the original. Oh, the original is incredible. Yeah, take a trip back to the yeah. Blue Oyster. Bob, yeah, <laughs> Bobcat Goldwave. <laughs> what was he in the third one? Oh my God, Citizens on first, Patrol. He, he was, was on the, maybe a couple of them. Oh no, he was. It, uh, it tends to blur. Two. He, he was the villain. He was he, a villain. Then he actually became a cop. Yeah. And then Citizens on Patrol, I think, was a fourth one. Oh, there's fans out there right now, the Flock of Amish, getting mad at you right now. That's okay. Fucking up the order. That's all right. It doesn't matter. No. Who's we, worse? Police Academy nerds or Star Wars nerds? Oh, Star Trek. Oh, okay. They're evil. Yeah. What about Space Academy? Powerful. Space Force? Ooh. Now we're just getting too involved with words that begin with space. 
I do need a Space Force shirt, though. Space Force. Oh, my God. How many aliens have they killed? Well, you don't know because we're constantly being invaded oh. all the time. Okay. Yeah. We have powerful Van Allen belts that protect us. Keep sending out radio signals. Yes. Powerful. Going off to the ends of the universe. Right. Do you know that they, uh, NASA, years and years ago, sent off a, a spacecraft just designed to just keep going? And one of the things they put on there was a Beatles record. So whoever captures that craft that's just floating into space is going to get a Beatles record. Yes, ticket to ride. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yes. They're going to think that's all of our music. That's going to be awesome. Yes. And they're going to get down here. And And I'm sure the Beatles fans will get mad. It wasn't ticket to ride. (laughs) She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Powerful. Any more Horatio Sands things you need to know before I close that tab? Give me a, some more Horatio Sands. What's he, he up to? Uh, well, let's find it. Well, first, he was born in Chile. Oh, Zeroville was the last movie he did. Looks like last... Oh, he was in The Mandalorian, apparently. Whoa. Yeah. In uh, Chapter 1. So he got one episode on that. But at least he's still working, so that's great. That's all I got. That's your Horatio Sands update. Yes, we constantly need updates on (laughs) Horatio Sands from Chile. Let's do some powerful shout-outs. Powerful shout-outs. If you want a shout-out, go to Twitter, at Amish Bee Machine. Make sure you follow us. So here we go. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Mr. Positivity Wolfie T, Team Fat Kid, Who's Got the Remote, In Bed with Nikki. Whoa. The Basement Surge, Plum Forest Podcast, and Fight Cusp. Powerful friends, fans of the Flock of Amish, Amish Baby Machine, the most powerful podcast ever created. We love every single one of you. Keep listening. Tell your friends. Yes. And then have their friends tell their friends. Yes, and so on and so on. Right. How was it, Mike Rez? How was it back in the barn? Uh, I'm satisfied. Um, you know, I could probably only do once and then I'm going to need to take a rest. Have a cigarette. Yep. Powerful. Thanks guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.